Welcome to Anchored in Transforming Truth, a podcast dedicated to learning and applying the truth of God's Word to our lives. And now for today's episode. Hey, you guys. So welcome back to Anchored in Transforming Truth. If this is your first time uh, joining me, I'm Indy. And this is our podcast where we learn about God's transforming truth through his word. And we learn how to surrender to that and to live it in our everyday lives. So today's podcast is about, um, you know, casting, (laughs) carrying, and keep going. Uh, I don't know if that will be the title, the official title, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about casting, caring, and keep going. Um, So a little bit about my week is probably the bulk of this episode, Um, but I want to keep it simple. And so this week I started to notice how you know, my routine with God, me spending time with him uh, in the morning and praying with him and just, you know, the practice of talking to him throughout the day, I started to notice how it started to feel a little dry or a little um, like routine-ish. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I was experiencing the same like deep connection that I had been previously experiencing and so um, you know I would still pray and I wasn't writing in my journal as much um, because I wasn't really hearing from God I kept feeling or sensing that I needed to begin journaling um, you know, during the time where I felt like God was being quiet, where I needed to start journaling about what I was feeling because I was, you know, I I had these emotions um, that I felt like kept coming up. And I was sensing that I was supposed to be journaling about it to get it out, but I didn't. And because the routine before in my journal is that I had started, you know, when I would pray, I would write down the things that I would sense that God was saying or some type of revelation from scripture um, or if, you know, God spoke to me directly, I would write down, you know, instructions, ideas, things like that. So I had moved away from really journaling just kind of what was going on inside of me, what I was feeling, what was going on. Uh, I had moved away from that when I started the other way. But then recently, like I said, I started feeling like I was supposed to be journaling what was inside of me so that I could get it out and kind of, you know, a lot of times for me to see it on paper or to read it back to myself. Uh, it kind of either like shakes me out of it's like shake out of it you know that kind of thing or uh, it helps me to process through and not stay not remain stuck in um, just going around in that circle with whatever it is that you know keeps repeating in my head or or emotions or whatever 
So I didn't do that. Held on to it. Didn't release it. And, um, you know, I still kept feeling like this dryness. I felt like I didn't feel that closeness with God. You know, like he was, he wasn't near. Um, he wasn't near. Isn't that funny? But I just, I couldn't explain it. And so I, you know, tried several times, you know, God talked to me, God speak to me. Um, and it just wasn't happening. <laughs> so then finally during prayer time, um, you know, God took me to a scripture. And in the scripture, it was basically uh, where God was correcting the people that he was talking to. And he was telling them to repent, to return to him. Um, that he had shown them in so many ways how faithful he was, how he loved them, how he was there with them, but they had decided, you know, to go their own way. And so as I read it, I honestly, I'm being honest with you guys, I was like, okay, surely he's not talking to me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whenever you say to yourself, surely God is not talking to me, is when he is exactly talking to you. And so um, I just kind of sat there and read it and then, um, you know, turned to another set of scripture. And it was more or less saying the same thing, you know, return to me and I'll return to you kind of a thing. Um, you know, repent. And so... Uh, I asked God, you know, what, is there something that I'm doing or something that I'm holding on to that is causing like a separation between us? And what the kind of like when I said those words to God, I got the visual of Adam in the garden where when he had made the decision to step outside of obedience with God um, when he ate the fruit, when Eve gave him the fruit. It was when Adam made the decision is when sin entered the garden. Um, and the reason why it was with Adam is because Adam was the one God was holding accountable. Adam was the one that God had been talking and walking with and and giving the instructions and sharing, you know, the, the, the deeper understandings of, um, you know, his presence and his knowledge. He shared it with Adam. And so for Eve to eat it, it did not, if you go back and read the scripture, sin didn't enter until Adam ate. And, you know, it talks about how they ran and they hid and they created um, coverings. Um, but prior to that, prior to them being outside of obedience to God, they did not need a covering because God was their covering. They did not need to cover themselves or figure it out themselves or protect or guard themselves. God did all of that. Um, but then once they made the decision to kind of do it their way, uh, is when there became a need or in their mind there was a need to create their own covering and in creating their own covering uh, it was a kind of like a fruit or a manifestation of 
them separating from God, which is an exact picture of what sin does or uh, disobedience, procrastination, um, not doing what God called us to do or to do what God calls us to do, but we don't do it the way he says to do it and in the time that he has graced us to do it. Um, these things bring separation between us and God. God is faithful. He has an eternal covenant with us and has promised to never leave us or forsake us. So it's not that God is far from us or we need visitation from God. God has promised to always be with us and he loves us. But when there is separation, it's us moving out of position away from God. And it's not always a physical moving, but it can be a heart condition moving. Uh, whatever the condition of our heart where we've allowed our own understanding. Uh, I think it talks about in Proverbs 3 about uh, leaning not, uh, leaning referring to like a reliance. Do not rely on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge uh, God. And so um, that is what God was showing me when he took me to those passages is that um, and as he began to really, you know, show me and, and, you know, me, it was kind of like I already knew, but it was just, you know, finally being in that place where, okay, you got to admit it and sit in it. Um, you know, and it wasn't a horrible thing. And I will share, you know, it was more or less, you know, things where I was saying to myself, like I, like I told you guys at the beginning of the podcast, I was sensing that I was supposed to be writing down uh, in the journal. And um, because I chose not to, I was holding on to something that I was never designed to hold on to. Um, the, the scripture talks about casting, cast all your cares uh, on God. And so why do we cast? We cast because we were never designed to hold on to certain weights, to hold on to certain responsibilities. Um, when we hold on to things, we're attached to it. We have to stay there with it. We, there is no forward movement. There is no growth when we're holding. That's why we don't hold grudges um, because or we hold people accountable. That's not our job. That's God's job. Um, the reason we don't hold it is because to hold something, you got to stay there with it. And you won't move along. You know, people will move, uh, but you will stay there stagnant and not... Um, I'm sorry, guys. I got to turn off all my notifications, which I always forget. Um... And God desires for us to move and to be positioned the way that he wants us to go or that he knows is best for us or that he has planned for us, right? But to hold on to certain things, he knows that that will um, keep us in bondage or, you know, hold us stagnant. We won't have forward movement and forward movement is a marker of God. In Genesis, when he created man, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Um, fruit and multiplicity are indicators of movement and growth. 
And so when we're holding things, we're attached and we're in place. So when God was um, putting in me to write out some things, it was his different way of speaking to me. Um, but because I had gotten so comfortable with a certain way that he had started speaking to me, I wanted to keep God in that box. I wanted him to continue to speak to me in the way that he formerly had. But again, God is, is forward movement. He says, I, I never change, but I'm always moving. <laughs> and so we have to move when God moves. And he also wants to show us the different sides of him, the different characteristics of him. And sometimes that is only possible when we experience different things. Um, he allows those things so he can show us the different sides of him instead of this one way, this one box. Um, and so because I had relied on my understanding that this is the way God is now talking to me, I was not um, allowing myself to then be open to him saying, okay, now I'm going to talk to you this way. We're going to journal. Um, maybe he would have taken me to scripture. I don't know because I didn't go that way. Maybe I would have just experienced a peace of releasing it I don't know because I didn't go that way so whatever it was he had planned for that path of me um, not leaning to my own understanding but acknowledging his prompting for me to begin writing in the journal and releasing those emotions I, I did not get to experience the peace and the provision and the blessing and the contentment because I was set on holding on to the old way, relying on my own understanding, and really trying to, like I said, squeeze God into this box. So I had to admit to God, you know, that not so much the holding it in and not writing in the journal, but in my disobedience to hear. I didn't even pray and say, God, is this you telling me to write in the journal? You know, so in that I was not obedient to what the spirit was trying to show me in the way that the spirit was trying to lead me. And so um, it, what it did was it opened up or it made me accessible and available to the enemy to play around with my emotions. You know, I was experiencing headaches and frustration in the work and the projects that I was trying to do. I felt like I was going in circles, like I would, it, you know, like the experience of writing a word and then erase it and then write the same word and then erase it and then write the same word and then erase it. Like it was just that cycle of just continually not making any progress. Um, my it, it was difficult to get up uh, to spend time with God and you know just feeling like I wasn't like I said didn't have that closeness there was just a lot of doors that I opened in my disobedience to as the scripture said in Proverbs to rely on God and to not rely on my understanding and it, it not only says to rely on God but it says in all my ways you know in in a lot of places in Psalms it says with your whole heart with everything 
uh, your entire heart. There is, there should not be anything held back. Uh, Lord, I'll give you this much of my heart, but this part of my heart is too broken, or I don't, I don't want to face this yet, or I'm not ready to give this up yet, or you know that that was that part of my life was was too troubling. So I've even tucked, you know, I tucked that away from myself. Um, but God is saying, that's not your whole heart. And, you know, the scripture also says that you'll find me when you search me with your whole heart. You know, so the finding is not in just searching or pursuing God, but it's when we do it with everything that's in us. And so Proverbs says, you know, lean not in your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God. Uh, so I wasn't even acknowledging that that could be God. Um and so the longer I stayed wrapped up in that, uh, the more I became entangled in, um, you know, just, I got it under control. You know, I, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on right now, but it's under control. And just in almost like, it was, it was almost like if we're not careful, we can make our time with God, like our seniority with God. I've been walking with God for a long time, or I've been doing church like this for a long time. I've been, this has been my prayer routine, you know, all this time, or, you know, I've been doing this for three months now that we lose sight of God and we make the, that time or that seniority, we make it an idol. We begin to idolize it and we, we rest on the power of I've, I, I have been doing this rather than um, what is really supposed to be taking place and where our focus and leaning and reliance is supposed to be on and that's on God so God might say you know this morning I don't I, I want you to do this and this and this and then pray uh, and we have to be willing and flexible um, and ready for God to move in different ways especially now um, in the kind of like the where we're kind of seeing life turn to um, because if we are stuck in seeking him in the old way, God might be saying, I'm not back there anymore. I, I'm, I honestly, I never was back there. I was always here. Or, you know, he might say this morning, do this. Or, or tomorrow we're going to do this for a week. Or, you know, we're going we're gonna to do it this way on Tuesdays. You know, and so we have to, it's important that we are, uh, able to release our way so that we don't fall into a place of disobedience and disobedience can so easily cause us to drift uh, away from God where you know like with the case of Eve in the garden um, the only way she could have had that extensive conversation with the serpent for so long is that she was in a place where she was able to be lured away from sitting in the presence of God. Um, because when you're in God, 
the scripture says to draw near to God and he'll draw near to you and you rebuke the devil and he'll flee. So it's almost like a drawing near the closeness of being with God is so sweet and so powerful and so wonderful. It's so safe and secure that when the temptations of the enemy come or, or the things that will lead you to being accessible, to be tempted, that you won't desire that because it will feel so foreign. It will feel so out of what you're used to experiencing in the presence of God. And so it, it happens very subtly and um you know we can become very prideful and arrogant and thinking you know i know how to hear from god i know you know i know i know <laughs> and we don't know because if, if we did know then god would not uh warn us to lean not on our own understanding so so many times we think we know and we're knowing our way right into trouble so i had to admit um, you know, the things that I knew were true about, you know, the, the, the heart posture, how I've been releasing the boundaries that I knew God was telling me I needed to put in place. I was not putting those boundaries in place. And then I had to sit in that, that uncomfortable seat, you know, of being in the principal's office. But the wonderful thing about God is that he is merciful. Um, he says he's faithful to forgive um, everything that we will um, admit and repent. And so um, God is merciful. He's loving. He's kind. You know, and when we fear uh, admitting and sitting the way Adam and Eve did, when we fear that, um, then we miss out on his mercy. We miss out on his compassion. Like like I said, because I I did not... Um, yield myself to writing in the journal, I missed out on whatever sweetness could have occurred or whatever growth um, that God had grace for that time in, in our growing and developing relationship. And so it's important that once, you know, when we realize it, um, whether, uh, you know, it's the Holy Spirit or, or it's God when he has to put his foot down and say, hey, Missy, <laughs> hey, mister, you, you're getting a little too big for your britches. Um, whatever way has to happen that we will admit and we'll sit in that seat of correction because that seat of correction is not like anything we've ever experienced on earth. Uh, if you've ever experienced any abandonment or abuse or neglect um, or, you know, just hardship um, with discipline or correction, um, that that's not the way of God. God is always moving in love, even when it is uncomfortable to sit there. Um, and then when we do that, it makes way for his mercy and his love and compassion. And then what it did was it opened my eyes to the importance of casting and carrying. Um, you know, once I, I did sit in it and then I realized, let me get to writing. <laughs> and so as I was writing, I realized, you know, the, the casting when, when God was preaching um, in Luke the fifth chapter uh, on the shore and then he asked Peter will you you know take your boat out um, and then he asked him you know cast your net one more time and Luke said but Lord um, I, we have toiled all night 
and and Jesus said um, to him to Luke uh, cast it one more time and so Luke was like okay at your word and so that whole conversation but Lord we've toiled all night long that was that scripture Proverbs 3 you know lean not to your understanding Luke was saying you know Lord this is my profession I know you know I kind of know a little bit here and you're asking me to do something um, in a fashion that is not customary to this profession and um, so he was leaning initially on his own understanding um, but then you know anytime you're in the presence of Jesus there has to be a yielding you know it can't last long and so Luke was able to yield to God and he said nevertheless it's your word and he he cast the net and you know the story it talks about how you know there was just so much that he had to call in for reinforcement and that the you know putting the the fish um, in the boat almost caused them to to sink and um, you know Luke uh, you know he dropped to his knees and he surrendered and said to God I'm not even worthy to be in your presence um, where he understood Luke was showing that you know he was admitting and he was sitting in the um, in the his his um, yielding and surrendering that God you know your ways are beyond my ways and and you're too wonderful and excellent you know for me to think I could ever know better than you um, and so you know again Jesus showing just mercy and love and grace you know he said you know it's okay um, but now I'm gonna make you fisher a fisher of men and so that's the ultimate thing that we have to understand that Jesus will sometimes call us not sometimes many times he will call us to do things you know I've referred to the karate kid a lot the wax on and wax off you know Jesus is the the great Mr. Miyagi he will call us cause us to do crazy things and things that we don't understand he make us wait you know he'll give us promises and then make us wait um, these long periods of time and you know just um, you know he'll cause us to go in directions where it's like God but I see it right there we could just take a straight shot and we'll be there in a few seconds and Jesus is like I know but we're gonna go this way and this way is gonna take us double triple quadruple time um, why though you know it's like but why though <laughs> but it as Jesus said to Luke I'm going to make you fishers of men. And what that spoke to was the testimony. I'm not concerned so much about your inconvenience. Um, I, I'm going to comfort you through your crying and your frustration. Because I understand you're human and you're going to go through that as you're walking with me in this process. But that doesn't always move me to the point where I'm going to forfeit the process that I need to take you through the maturing, the testimony development department has to come to its full work. You know, James talks about that, you know, that let it have its full work so that you will be 
complete and lacking nothing. And that is the ultimate goal that God has over our life. So whatever it was where God was talking to me one way, and then he shifted and said, okay, now I'm going to um, bring you into understanding or, you know, pull out some things out of you that need to come out. Um, and we're going to do it through the journal and then however long that lasts and then whatever else he says down the road. All of that is for the ultimate goal of the testimony. Revelations talks about we overcome by the blood of the, the lamb and the word of our testimony. Um, and not only do we overcome, but in sharing it with people, I would much rather hear from someone who has absolutely experienced the pain and the anguish and the time and the process and the sacrifice um, of my situation than to listen to someone that has read about it in a book or learned about it in a classroom. You know, it's something to the power of the testimony. And not only in that, but it builds discipline. When God has to discipline us, it's not like when people discipline us and they do it on their own accord. But discipline is for the purpose of discipling. He's building that Christ character in us because that's what he knows we're going to need to successfully be able to manage and maneuver in the place where he's taking us to. We might think we're ready, but Jesus is like, look here, um, let's just go ahead and, and circle back, do this part right here. I want to make sure you got it. I, I'm not so confident, you know, let's go ahead and do this. And so, um, you know, he, he desires to shape our character, um, and to, uh, give us time for contemplation, grow in maturity, and to redirect our thoughts so that our mind, um, becomes the mind of Christ right so I wanted to share that with you that um, you know that was kind of my journey this week and I don't know if you found yourself in any part of that story or that sharing but if you have um, I just encourage you to go before God and go ahead and you know sit in his presence and let him show you let him lead you um, into the right understanding and maybe you know something that has occurred that is not necessarily wrong or evil what you did but what is the underlying thing you know you may even be pursuing something that God says is good for you but it maybe it's not good right now and you're you're taking it upon yourself to do or maybe um you know, yes, it's good for you. And God has said, you're, you're going to have this thing, but you're pursuing it from a place of fear. Um, you want to hurry up and rush it along because you fear if you don't, this, this is going to take place or from old cues in your past. Um, whenever you've gone through this, it always means this horrible thing is going to come and God wants to release you from that bondage he wants to release you from whatever it is that is in there um, that maybe you don't recognize in your own understanding but if you you um, acknowledge him with your whole heart um, the blessing of that is that you will find him and when you find God you know when you find Jesus when he shows up everything changes
So I hope that encouraged you this week. And, um, you know, you guys stay safe. Continue to do what's best for your family. Leave me a comment. Join me on social media. Um, the link will be in the description box of this show. Um, join me on social media. Leave comments. You can email me. You can leave comments on any of the social media platforms. And, um, you know, share your story with me. Let me know how this is encouraging you or if you've gone through um, anything similar to this. Um, I, I want to share it with you. All right. So thank you for listening this week. And until next week, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Anchored and Transforming Truth, a podcast where we come together to learn about truth the way God intended. We hope to see you next week when we continue to learn, trust, and surrender to what God wants to do in our lives. Until next time.